Hello our little french fries, welcome back to another episode of Get That Bitch A Sandwich. You're listening to Sofa Noors. Hello guys and welcome back. This is part two of our Bailey episode, we hope you enjoy. Let's get right into it. I did have another question for you. You were saying before, like, if you weren't very experienced, you weren't getting lap jobs, you were just, like, having a night that wasn't paying a lot, do you feel like that was at the start of your career, like, a bit your self-worth was kind of tied into how well a night went or were you always just kind of, like, chill about that? I think um, I've always been a little bit chill about it because I always had um, a backup job. Like, I was always doing a normal job as well as stripping mm-hmm. um like a part-time I was always working part-time throughout stripping so worst case like I did have the money made that I needed to pay my rent pay my bills like I would never be um you know if I didn't make any money that week it wouldn't be the end of the world and I'd make up for it yeah like you weren't fully relying on that as your only income totally totally yeah. so I think that was really scary for me when I started nursing school because I was like okay now I actually have to fully rely on this as like my only source of income but but by that time I'd sort of been become um, like settled in the industry. Like I knew how to hustle at the strip club. Like I was started to become known with waitressing. So I can book regular jobs, but it definitely took me a couple months to book my first ever job just because nobody knew who I was. And it is competitive in that kind of sense. Like don't expect to just come into the industry and be back to back with bookings. I mean, maybe if, you know, that can happen, but um definitely agents there's so many different agents so you kind of have to get known among everybody and get that really good feedback to um be consistently booking jobs yeah that totally makes sense so obviously your agents like quite good consistently getting you things like jobs yeah it's kind of like people I don't have like one single agent there's like probably 30 agents in Sydney um and everything's booked mostly through whatsapp so you a job will come up like this date, this is a job. And then you just send your collage to that job and that's how you apply. And then those collages get sent to the client and then the client chooses. But obviously that middle point, the agent, they can go, oh, I'm only going to put through forward these girls because I know they're going to do the good, a good job. Or I'm only going to put forward these girls because they have professional collages or they've got good feedback. And there are feedback groups too where people can um, post a person and be like, oh, does anybody have feedback for this person? And you see that a lot with the new girls. Um, wow. and I remember so you fully get yeah. reviewed yeah fully I I still remember like the first time I saw myself in the feedback group and I was like oh I wonder what everyone's gonna say Ooh, <laughs> it's like it's like trip advisor strip advisor yeah <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> that's amazing have you ever had feedback that kind of got you down or has it all been pretty good no, I've always had really good feedback. Um, if anything's been said, it definitely hasn't come through me. So, oh, that's um, good. yeah. Do you? Have it really any- is like any other industry where you like work for yourself. Like if you have your own business, you have to like be really good at your craft. You have to like build your own clientele and get really good feedback so that you have repeat customers. Like it's like totally. starting from ground up. Totally, totally. And um like you really can't make mistakes with waitressing and that's why when people always ask me like about how to get into the industry I go say go and work at a strip club first make your mistakes there in a controlled environment that's safe because if you make mistakes on a job like that's gonna that could potentially ruin your chances of actually being successful as a waitress oh wow do you have like a preference between um stripping and waitressing 
I kind of bounce back and forth between. I think I tend to lean towards waitressing just because it's a bit more flexible. I don't really have to book in a shift or I don't have to rely on some a girl cancelling for me to get a shift. Um, and it's guaranteed money, so I don't have to hustle as hard. I definitely think it, it is a bit more um, mentally exhausting to work at a strip club because you're hustling, you're getting rejected, you're then working, like dancing. It's... Um, definitely a lot more effort than going to a waitressing job and kind of just being paid. And if I don't feel like doing lap dances, I don't have to, but if I want to make a bit of extra money, I can definitely hustle for it. Or if a guy asks, then great. I don't have to, I don't have to like (laughs) ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. (laughs) What is your favorite part of your job? Like, I feel like we ask everyone else in any other industry what their favorite thing is about their job, but I never would have ever thought until this conversation to ask, (laughs) what do you like the most about your job? Hmm. Probably there's a few things. Probably the first thing would be the freedom that I get with it. Um, In saying that there is the catch 22 of, I do have to work the Friday, Saturday nights. Those are the good nights. Um, Hmm. But, I mean, worst case, I can take a day off. I can make it up another night. But, um, yeah, having that flexibility, I don't have to go and ask for time off. I can set my own schedule, and I love that freedom. I, I, It sounds ridiculous because people love routine, but I hate routine. I fucking hate routine so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wake up every day at the same time and go to bed every day at the same time. I want to be, like, chaotic in my day. Spontaneous. <laughs> yeah I love the chaos I I love the chaos of my job so much just like running around doing different things I hate doing the same thing all the time and like I'm always around different people and different girls and then when you do see girls that you're friends with from other jobs or that you've gotten along with it's so fun seeing them in other jobs and just like that rekindling um and also because I don't work at the strip club that much every time I go back it's kind of like oh my god you're back and then I get to go be like oh it makes me so excited to see everybody that sounds um, so um, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Very wholesome. laughs> yeah. You were saying that, like, obviously you have to put more effort into, like, going to a strip club because there's, like, that hustle yep. and stuff. Um, do you have any tips that you use in your career that could be applied to, like, outside life? You know how you were saying, like, setting boundaries or, um, yeah, being more confident or being okay with getting rejected? Like, do you have any tips that people could just use in, in general life oh, that's a really good question it's kind of hard to um to just be like oh do this and that's and that'll work I don't really know I think you kind of have to go through the process of like actually getting rejected a thousand times and like being okay with it and it's this whole process because when you first do start getting rejected or you you go to work and you feel really good and then people like say something really negative or like they're rude to you and then you're like oh you kind of not you you can't let it eat you away but like I think at the start maybe sometimes I would and then I'm like now it's just like water off a duck's back but it was like a whole process to get there yeah yeah I can imagine you had to build that confidence to then feel that way yeah but it definitely helps because there are the other guys that are like oh my god like I'm so obsessed with you like the most beautiful person and you're like oh like okay It, it it also kind of doesn't affect me that much now either. Like all the compliments, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. the beginning, did it feel like a high to get those compliments or were you kind of just like, are oh, you just saying that because I'm working? I think um, I think definitely. I think because I was always like, I, I was so insecure um, and which it's, it's, it's so funny to look back and think how insecure I was and, and going into this line of work and being like, oh my God, like we get naked. I'm like, 
obviously we get naked. I'm in a strip club. Like, <laughs> actually doing it and then getting those compliments and being like, wow. Cause I remember when I was younger, like I big part of me not being like um, a little whore was the fact that I was so insecure that I didn't want to like go and get naked and fuck guys and stuff like that. And um, I used to be more attracted to older men. And now that I've been in this industry, I'm like, I'm not attracted to them at all. And like, I'm actually more in, I become more attracted to guys around my own age. Whereas when I was like 17, my age that I was attracted to was so different because of just like the insecurities that I held. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. If I, I don't know, it's anything, so funny to talk about now. Yeah. <laughs> if I have <laughs> anything from this conversation, it is how um, similar it is to just a normal job. And like, I don't like to use the word normal because there's no such thing anymore as a normal job, but like, no, not at all. Saying about like, getting feedback and being okay with rejection and like keeping clients happy like me and Lenore do that in our jobs too (laughs) yeah totally you know it's really not that different and I think it's so lovely to have a conversation with you and really normalize that it is just a job and it doesn't define who you are like you were saying you know you can be very sexual in that aspect of your life but also be very like chill and not so sexual in other parts of your life so yeah, yeah it's 100 just... yeah it's like it's like anyone like you're not this person you are when you go home after after work like obviously there is a part of you that you are who you are at work but it's so it can still be so separate to how you are at home and people tend to forget that like I'm not a stripper 24 7 yeah. just like you know you have to have boundaries with clients like I'm not working after 5 p.m or whenever you clock off yeah Yeah. and do you find it really frustrating to have to explain that to people like to tell people like what I do is real work and it is respectable and you shouldn't look down at it or anything like that just like you wouldn't any other worker in any other industry or do you feel empowered by educating people um yeah I don't really get bothered by people being upset about it because I feel like people have the right to think what they think about any job I mean people hate police sometimes and I'm like there's really that's their own bias and telling them that police are good is not going to make them change their mind whereas like me telling someone oh like my job is respectable is not going to make them want to respect me more but um I don't really tend to respond to um criticism in a way that is kind of like fighting or Mm -hmm. like trying to fight for people to like respect me I just don't care if someone doesn't like what I do that's fine that's not going to bother me at the end of the day like they have their life and I have mine but I do definitely feel like um I guess like there's that sense of empowerment like talking about it and like people actually understanding a bit more about the job and kind of like um that I am a real person outside and that we all that girls are real people at the end of the day um I think I was going to talk about it before like um, we were saying that it's it's a lot more spoken about now. I remember when I first started, I was like Googling like strippers. Like I think there was a handful of like YouTubers making videos about being strippers and um, like one or two at the time I could find. And there was like a couple documents like talking about being a stripper, but nothing like now, like you go on TikTok and there's so many girls talking about it. You go on YouTube, so many girls talking about yeah. it. Um, yeah, the amount so- of times I've like questioned if I should do it. <laughs> I'm like I I don't want to do my job anymore (laughs) (laughs) no don't worry we all feel like that totally there's times at work where I'm like oh my god I hate this job I hate being here I hate being touched and I'm like but I'm like oh actually I get a good job I'm like no it's not too bad you know we all have good days and bad days totally what so in saying that like what has been 
the worst part of it? Like, was there ever a moment where you were like, at breaking point, like, I'm done with this. I, I don't know if I can keep going. Or have you not really had an experience that bad? I haven't really had a breaking point where it's like, oh, this is going to end my career kind of thing. Um, there's been definitely moments where I've, where I've just, that's the beauty of it is like, if it is becoming too much, I can just take a step back. And if I don't really want to work that night, I don't really have to push myself to, and I know I can make it up. Like I can definitely take breaks. Um, I think the Bali trip was definitely necessary because I've been doing this job for like four years and I haven't gone traveling, obviously COVID and everything too. Mm, yeah. Um, so to have that break and come back to it, it's like a bit more exciting now because I'm like, oh, get back into it and go have some fun again. Like, yeah. um, is four years? Yeah. Like, um, is that a long time or is that kind of standard? I think it's funny because when I first started, I was like, oh, I won't be doing this for more than three years. And now I'm like, oh, I could do this for another seven. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just about your personal preference. Like if you enjoy it and like you said, you've got that freedom to pick and choose how much of it you do. Like you really could keep going for a long time. Yeah, totally. Um, and you also said that you study nursing. So what is the balance like between, you know, you've got your waitressing, you've got stripping, you've got studying, like that's a lot of things to juggle. Do you, do you sleep much? or like, how do you yeah. do Oh my God. When I first moved to Sydney, I think about this all the time because I don't know where I got the energy. I was working a full-time job in retail. I was studying criminology online and then I was doing an unpaid internship in my spare time. Um, all of those and I and I was like what the how the how did I ever have a life or sleep and now it's like I actually I can juggle it and I don't think I could even afford to study nursing if I wasn't doing this job just because of like the time you have to take to go to school and the study and the placements like I have to this I am the past 18 months of this course I've done um I have to do three months of unpaid placement at the hospital which is in a month block each so um, think about, oh, my God, if I was doing a normal job and I had to take a full month off work unpaid, how would I pay my rent? Um, yeah. So this job has definitely given me leverage to actually pursue something that I want to do without having to sacrifice a lifestyle, living out of home and all that kind of stuff. I'd have to obviously move back in my, with my parents and like move back to Canberra, which is something that I'd never wanted to do. So for the men, it's like one of, it's the only industry where men actually have to work harder. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> do you think there's the same kind of misconceptions around um, male strippers as there are female strippers or is it not so much? I don't know. I think people see male strippers as more of like an art, like they're like the magic mic kind of image of stripping. Yeah, yeah, totally. But then they look at female strippers and they're like, oh, they just they just drug addict whores. I mean, maybe that's just like that's maybe that's a bit exaggerated, but I feel like um people's can ideas, if they were to throw between them, like you kind of like it's more negative towards the women than it is towards the men, unless I think but I think that comes from men too. I think it's women are the ones that are uh, um buying into the male kind of strip stripping. So I guess women don't really tend to judge as harshly as men possibly yeah which is funny because it's the men that are the ones that are um 
keeping the industry alive really yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no it's interesting because even touching back on what you were saying before about how like the misconception is that female strippers do it as like a last resort or whatever totally but then you have like the magic mic type and it's almost like it's a luxury for them to be able to do that as a job like yeah just to be able to dance on stage and get money thrown at them and have attention from a room full of women yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent Bailey you're smart I feel like I do that clubbing and I don't get paid for it like (laughs) (laughs) I've got to learn how to monetize this I always like no judgment to people that like go out and do what they do but it's like people will sit there and like call escorts like dirty people and like they're actually like participating in safe sex they're keeping their health in check and they're getting paid for what doing what they love and then people are so negative towards that but like nobody turns an eye at somebody that goes and like goes out every weekend with a new partner which both are totally fine but I just find it so funny how people view those things so differently as soon as you monetize it there's like oh my god it's dirty and it's 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 like you know so sly and it's like it's really not um yeah, like we don't live in the 1800s anymore. Like it's no the world is and changing. Sex work is like one of the oldest um, forms of work. Yeah, actually, though, and yet it's still somewhat one of the least respected, which is just sad. Let's grow up already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Another question that I had was, what has this line of work taught you that you weren't expecting? I guess so confidence was definitely one of them um social skills I think and dealing with rejection I was a big um I, had, I used to have super bad social anxiety um talking to new people meeting new people um but now I'm like I can talk to anyone I literally could talk strike up a conversation with anyone um and feel totally comfortable to do that and be like a chameleon and kind of like um and source like source out what people um kind of want from you in a conversation if that kind of makes sense yeah okay like I could I can be a a, it's like kind of like being a chameleon like being different with any kind of person I mean I'm not obviously not going to be behaving the same with a patient at the hospital as if I'm going to be like with someone at a job but I can still form a really good bond or connection with like anyone it's really weird things just like, like I guess yeah just the social skills that I get and the confidence to like talk to anybody have That's you- amazing that that then translates into just your real life situations and makes you feel yes. more confident to go out into the world to do stuff like that. Totally. If you ever want like somebody that's good at sales, like get a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Stripping really prepares you for the real life world. It does. And people think it doesn't. <laughs> like this, you actually do learn so many skills. Like you can't just go there and you must deal with yeah. some some crazy people. Then have you ever had like like what's your craziest story? It was a while ago. It was this job in the middle of what on a farm. Um, and I get there and it's just myself and another waitress and she was a little bit older than me. And it was just two guys. And one of the guys was just being really condescending the whole night. Like he was just really rude. And um, I was like, if you don't stop, I'm going to like, if you don't stop, like let's just all have fun. Like we're all here for a good time. You don't need to be like this. And um, which is not something I often want to do or say to somebody, but he was just a bit much. Mm-hmm. And then um he kept doing it and I was like look I'm going to give you back the money because it's your friend is now missing out because you're being a dickhead and um I'm going to leave and which is within my rights to do and if anything I had the right to take the money and leave it was like an extra hour or whatever that they had left um and I didn't have to pay that back but I did 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's got these two giant German Shepherd guard dogs outside and his friend's about to walk me to my car and he's yelling to me out the door like, let the guard dogs out on her. Like, let them fucking take her. Oh, my God. Um, as, I'm, as his friend's walking me to my car and he's like, you're never going to get another job in this industry again. You're going to be blacklisted. I know everybody. And then I was working for quite a big agent for that job at the time. And I was like, oh, God, like this was when I was um, a little bit, oh, it was like a while ago. So like when I was still kind of like, a bit scared about that bad feedback. I never had anything bad like that happen to me on a job. And I remember like driving away, like getting into my car and just driving away and then pulling over like where they, where I was out of the street um, and just crying. And I was like, Oh my God, have I like ruined my chances of like getting jobs with this book? Or am I going to be blacklisted? Am I going to be in trouble for this? And then I look back, I'm like, literally I didn't have to put up with that for one second. And the fact that this guy literally wanted to set his guard dogs out on me, he got blacklisted in the end, but that was probably That's the crazy scary. thing the scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least um, you've only had a handful of bad situations like obviously it's better to have none but it, you've really spoken quite positively about your experiences so it's nice to know that that outweighs all the fucked up shit that you have to deal with as well oh yeah um, yeah so my last question before we kind of wrap up um just out of general curiosity, you were saying like there's kind of your shows in the private like rooms and stuff like that. And then there's also the ones that you do on stage. Do you like practice yeah. those? Like, is it like a routine? No, not really. It's it's mostly just um freestyle, just being sexy and dancing and going with the flow. Oh. I did stop pole dancing when I was like 16 though so I had some skills when I started but I don't do any pole dancing now I'm so lazy (laughs) (laughs) I just dance sexy and I'm good yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you don't need to be a fucking professional like twirler on the pole to be able to be a stripper like I spent way too much time like and energy doing the pole stuff and getting like sore yeah when people literally will tip you more just to be sexy (laughs) fair enough taking notes Lenore yep absolutely (laughs) I've got my notepad out I will be skipping the pole dancing lessons yeah (laughs) Yeah. look if you want to do like a a sport it's actually really fun um as something to do for exercise because it doesn't feel like exercise and you're in another environment full of women and sometimes men that are super supportive and like you get to be sexually expressive without actually being around an environment that is um a strip club so I think that's another option for people that are that they are kind of interested in in being like a little bit more on the sexual side but also you don't have to be like that there are some classes that are a little bit more tame but um getting to be expressive and feel sexy in a in something that's a sport rather than actually being at a club yeah Yeah. I have done it once before and it is a lot harder than it looks oh yes it is (laughs) and you have to build up pain tolerance there's yeah the bruises it's unreal so our final question that we like to ask everyone and I think I've mentioned before I like this question because I feel like it reveals a lot about someone's personality um but Bailey what would be your last meal and why oh I would probably say a Vietnamese pho or however you want to call it yum (laughs) I just think it's one of the it's so refreshing. It's such a, a like a homey soul food, um, and I feel like it just never disappoints. You got a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, I could not agree. Or a chai that. latte. I love Ooh, those kind of yeah. Yum. 
Do you know what both those things tell me about you? (laughs) It it gives me like old soul vibes, very spicy. Yeah, very (laughs) eclectic. You know, that's that's the vibes I get from you with that response. I love it. I love it a lot. Oh, I'm such an old soul. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been so lovely chatting with you, Bailey. We've, you know, kind of put you through the ringer with some of these questions, but we've loved your openness and your honesty, your willingness to answer our crazy questions. For anyone at home listening, if you haven't already seen Bailey's TikToks, it's at Exotic Bailey on TikTok. Go give her a follow, see her educational pieces and hear all her crazy stories about her work and, yeah, just her life. It's so interesting and we've had an amazing time talking to you. Oh, I thank you so much, guys. Thanks for listening to me babble on. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. And if you want to get a photo, let me know. Um, always down for it. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening and don't forget to stay nourished. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.